Hi, Estee Besties, and welcome back to the welcome or welcome back to the Sounds Like Spa podcast. I am your co-host, Maggie Walker, Associate Managing Editor of Skin Inc. Magazine. And I'm Marissa Sabatka, the Associate Editor for Skin Inc. and Well Spa 360 Magazine. So welcome back, uh, guys. This is your resource for all things spa, business, trends, what's going on in the industry. We like to keep you educated and updated and give you awesome tips along the way so that you can grow your business. But today's topic is much, much more fun. Okay, so they're all fun episodes. Don't get me wrong. All of the episodes are fun, but we are excited because we are spooky girls. Very spooky. Very spooky. We like all the things. So this episode was non-negotiable, um, no matter what this was happening, because it is our 13th episode, and it is our first episode falling in the month of October. And we, like, didn't plan that, so I feel like it was fate. It was fate. That we had time. to do a spooky episode. Yes. There was no... You had... We had to. <laughs> no room for negotiation. So today we are going to actually jump in, and I gathered some pretty fun... Horror stories like spa, waxing, skincare, skincare, all these different kind of horror stories of things. So it should be really fun. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way because I know it's going to drive me nuts when I watch it back. I did cut my finger and I do have a bandaid on it for all of you guys watching the videos. And for all of you listening, she has a bandaid on her finger. <laughs> and for all of you listening, I do I have a bandaid. This it is key. It adds. It adds to the spooky. It does. It adds to the spooky vibes. For all of you listening and can't see, I am wearing my favorite spooky sweatshirt too. Yep, it's got some different spooky coffees on there. It does it's... with four story characters. Yeah, it's like take your scary movie characters and make them coffee beverages, yeah. and that's what we've got. Six beverageino, beverageino. <laughs> but so, um, I just kind of wanted to. Oh wait, well let's jump into it. I never said that, but that's fine. We'll figure out where to put the music. Well, well. So starting off today's episode, um, if you can't tell, I'm very jazzed about this. I love spooky season. I know you guys already got a taste of it in a previous episode where I started to go into the spooky books I was reading and just really, really excited. I love that fall's finally here. I am regularly having my fall beverages, but I wanted us to share kind of our favorite things of spooky season, and then we'll just go right into the horror stories and kind of have our reactions, because Marissa is pretty much blind reacting to them. Yeah, I have not heard any of them, so I'm very excited. Not sure what my reactions will be. <laughs> Probably terrified. I, I had audible gasps. I did hear the audible gasps, and I had my um headphones on, so... We're in for a treat. They're a trick or treat. <laughs> That's juicy. You're like, I didn't really hyped that. Didn't even plan that. <laughs> I didn't even, that just came to me. <laughs> but okay, so my favorite parts of fall. I mean, I always say this. I'm a Halloween girly. Oh yeah. I feel like everybody I mean, the best said time of the year is from October. Set all the burrs. All the we burrs. We love the burrs. We love your burrs. That's true. Mm-hmm. All the, oh, I mean, I saw on TikTok where it's like you've officially made it to the burr months and I'm like, I'm home. Yeah. I saw one and it was like, you are a fall girl and then you become in September and then you become a spooky girl. Mm-hmm. And then in November, you become a winter girl until you go back for one weekend to being a fall girl, mm-hmm. which is Thanksgiving. And then you go back to being true. a winter girl. True. And I was like, I feel that in my core. I think recently it's kind of shifted a little bit because I have a nephew now. He's two. Uh, he has the love of my life. 
I I genuinely like love him. I would I would die for him. Um, I love him so much, and it kind of totally switches spooky season to like okay. you kind of enter a whole new avenue because mm-hmm. like previously I would say trick or treating like bottom of the list. Yeah. I don't really care. But now it's like so exciting. But now to I'm so we're excited, especially because he's he's two now. Well, well, he's ready to go. He's turning he's two like beginning of November. So yeah, so like he gets it now like he can walk around he actually prefers not to be held yeah and our neighborhood thankfully is like actually like really fun super into it the parents are all into it we are only a few houses down from someone who owns their own food truck so they kind of open up shop and just give out sandy yeah yeah can't relate i wish i was standing at my door with candy like someone come to my house please (laughs) like peeking on the window people came (laughs) and i ate the candy uh, yeah, that is the one qualm of it, though, is that Halloween candy is so expensive and we, ha- we have to buy so much because we are not going to be the house That's that runs like out of candy. That's part of adulthood that it's like I struggle with because I want to be cool. Like I want to get the yeah. good candy, but I'm also like, am I in the cool candy tax bracket? I'm not sure. I see. And it's hard because like I, in my head, I was like, you know what I'm going to be when I grow up? I'm going to be the king size candy house. And now you see what it goes into being the freaking candy. But like, in this economy? In this economy? No. Also, I'm kind of like, listen, for kids that I do not know, why are you spending that? Size? Like, thank you to all the king size candy houses growing up. Because like, you did a service for the world. Yeah. Because listen, I probably didn't deserve that. I wasn't that good of a kid. Are you joking? <laughs> nah, no. But what we did get one year, and one of the variety bags, because that's what we buy, okay? Because that's the tax bracket word. We buy the variety bags that have uh-huh. a little bit of everything. But at least you're, if someone wants chocolate, they can have chocolate. If someone wants a Starburst, they, they can have a Starburst. If you're a chocolate, yeah, exactly. You gotta have the varieties. Mm-hmm. And one year they had the, um, the like cookies and cream. Hershey bar. Oh, that was a good variety pack. That was a good variety did pack. Did any of that go to the kids or did it stay with you? All of it, except one went to the kids. It was in the very <laughs> bottom of the bowl and we think no one just knew about it. So then Alan and I might have split it at the end. Oh, that's sweet. I would have eaten like mine. <laughs> yeah, we did let the kids have that one, but it was mostly because we were terrified we would run out of candy. Makes sense. Makes sense. But so I would say now some of my favorite parts of Halloween is definitely okay. This has always been my favorite though, pumpkin patches. Yeah, and I fall activities in general. Fall activities in general, pumpkin patches. I love. I love haunted houses. Not with my husband. He is horrid to go through haunted houses. Yeah, I, me and my fiance are just not haunted house people. I'm a haunted house person, and I get forced to do it because people know that I have like funny reactions in there, and I'm actually scared, and then like. The workers know that I'm scared, so then I'm targeted. Oh, so then you're targeted. Um, or I'm told to be targeted. Like, they tell them to target me. So I don't love haunted houses. But I like watching them from afar. I like a haunted hayride. Yeah. Or, like, a, the haunted maze, because they're not really haunted. Mm, I don't like mazes. I have a little bit of, like, what if I never come out of there. That's fair. There's a lot of scary movies. I would say I'm, like, a cautious spooky season. <laughs> like, I love, <laughs> we'll get into what I love. I love, like, a bonfire. I love a pumpkin carving night. Yeah. I love some apple cider. Throw me in a little apple farm. I love it. I'll pick some apples. I'll wear a flannel. I'll wear a beanie. Like, love every single aspect of it. Um, And I love horror movies, but just experiencing the haunted and the horror in real life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get that. Not for me. Not for me. 
Yeah, I'm like one of the very rare only people. Like none of Alex's family likes scary stuff. Alex is horrid to go through haunted houses with though because he talks the whole time so he doesn't get scared. And then it just ruins it for me because yes, I'm like, can you shut up? Because yeah, I'm trying to make try. sure that I get yes. scared to a reasonable amount. I paid $35 for this haunted house. <laughs> Alec. I just want to be scared once. But um, but also, I'm horrible to go through haunted houses with too because I, you know, it's like flight or fight or flight. Uh-huh. You fight? So, no, there's a third one called freeze. And that's what I do. So you, you hold up everybody. I just... I just stop moving. Like, I keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> there was my favorite haunted house experience ever. I was with one of my best friends. We were in like eighth grade. And we're going through. And it's all of a sudden you enter this point of a haunted house. That is no joke, you guys. Pitch black. That's what I can't. You could not see your hand in front of your face. It was so dark. And the hard thing is that also kind of like a maze. Like so you don't know like, where you're going. So we were just bumping into the walls and stuff. And we got to a point where we both decided that we chose violence that day. And we had the time. And we stopped moving. And they had to guide us out. Like the, the people who are supposed to jump out and scare you started to just yell directions at us. Because we did as you were. Because we were like, I'm sick of running into walls. Yeah. We're I'm in eighth grade. I chose violence. Yeah. And so all of a sudden they go, go left. And we're like, huh. And we just pivoted right and just face first into a wall. And then you just hear a loud sigh. And then they went, your other left. And they're like, get her out of here, dude. No one jumped out and did But it's it, to this day, it's like my favorite haunted house. Like, it was so funny. And no one jumped out or bothered us the rest of the time. But I would say, yeah. So maybe I lean a little more Halloween than fall. But okay. I like I think I, I like love everything equally but i do think that i like fall activities a lot more i also am just like not a summer girl i love a sweater we were talking about this when we went our little coffee date that i just like if you put me in a sweatshirt some i have my little clogs my little birkenstock clogs and like a beanie and i'm just i'm thriving there's something about the way this i don't know the way that air smells Uh uh-huh it's crisp it's It's crisp Mm. i love it 70 degree weather hits and I'm like oh yeah all right I feel like we definitely went deep deep into what we love about powerful. so now you guys know that our... that was our research paper on <laughs> on why spooky season means so much to us and why we're qualified to tell me stories also this was sponsored by fall just <laughs> the season itself autumn did sponsor yeah, this podcast did. they called us now you get to entertain me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So now we're going to jump into the spa horror stories. Um, okay, so trigger warning on this one, guys. There are talks of poop. So if you cannot handle that, go ahead, skip ahead. Fast forward. Fast forward this. Don't listen. There are, there are talks of poop. And I'm such a child. I'm trying not to What laugh. if I was like, actually, I'm really triggered. I got to go. <laughs> I would read this out loud to myself. Blind react. myself. <laughs> All right, give it to me. Okay, so this is from Reddit. So these stories are kind of a mix of different places, so I'll tell you where they're from. But this one's from Reddit. It's from the subreddit of Ask Reddit, and it's from for Forensic Unit. The answer is from Waka. Okay. Um, so it says, my cousin Brian is a massage therapist, degree in sports medicine, years of experience with rehabilitation and physical therapy. And he runs a massage business because it's the most profitable where he's located. 
One time he's working on this big NFL guy, 6'5 and roughly 300 pounds. Guy had some back problems. The guy is so big, Brian had to stand on a stool to get high enough to get leverages so uh, his hands and elbows were on the guy's lower back. So he uh, he's really tall. He's massaging away. The guy says more pressure and asks for a more firm massage. He's done this before. Anyway, Brian is moving his elbow down the guy's lower back when all of a sudden the guy groans and explodes. Poop just comes flying out of his butt into the sheet. Poop drops out the sides of the sheet. It hits the floor. The guy's heart. If you can see my face right now. <laughs> I'm so What? How did he hit in the, the back? The bottom of the back. That would drop that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Ah, okay, I can get through this. I'm such a child. This is why it's like the only story I could include that includes this because I know I am like a child and makes her laugh immediately. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Poof drops out of the sides of the sheets. It hits the floor. The guy is farting and pooping seemingly uncontrollably and he's actually crying. One thing leads to another and the football player sheepish- sheepishly pl- pays gives a huge tip to Brian and apologizes, then leaves. Brian and another employer are left cleaning up the horrible mess, uh, and then quotes from Brian after this were that he must have had some kind of intestinal blockage that he broke loose during the massage um, because he said it smelled awful and it was it was like it had been in there forever. It was black, like pitch black, and it was revolting. And then about a month later, the guy shows up again and talks to Brian one-on-one. Turns out the guy had like the best game of his life and was more mobile and felt fantastic he claims that brian must have broken something loose or something because he's got more mobility than he's had in years and he's been coming back weekly for the past few years and has not pooped anywhere since uh but he still tips like double the cost of any normal massage so (laughs) that was the audible gasp when i read that that is a horror story i'm like I don't have words, but he helped that all, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, like, I just am so confused on, like, how a back massage could, like, <laughs> figure out some kind of intestinal block of me to do that, but <laughs> now he specializes in getting what I wanted. Oh, my gosh. I, like, also just, like, I'm thinking if I was the person... That just like uncontrollably could you imagine pooped myself. I I would never go back. First of all, this made us brave, man. It's true, man. True, <laughs> man. That's societal pressures on him. Period. I because I would never go back. I would change my identity. Mm-hmm. I would run away. But also, like, I think the worst part because okay, there is quite a few stories about like people accidentally pooping or like farting in their fish list. Or I like, get that because they're in a setting. Where you get relaxed. Yes. And you're a little loose. Yeah, and you relax a little. But there was a lot of stuff about that. And I think the worst part after is every story talked about, like, the cleanup after. And I'm like, that is, like, the horror of it all. If that was me, I would house clean what I what I caused. Yeah, I would have to. It would be hard. It's, like, literally. But I feel like I wouldn't be, like, yeah. I wouldn't be clean up my mess mm-hmm. i'd be like let me help me let me help let me help my mess. please please let me help well that is definitely a horror story but i'm glad that he helped that man 
release whatever he needed to. And he gets nice tips now. And he, yeah, that is How true. He's, he's got it. He's got a client for life. Like it's a nice Yeah, tip. that's the type of experience that really bonds people together for the rest of their lives. But <laughs> I think that's probably the worst one. We started out with the big. We started off the out strong, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> but okay, so next one. Okay. This was answered, same subreddit, same question. This was answered by a throwaway account that eventually got deleted. So it says, I've always had acne-prone skin, and at one point I was on daily topical lotion slash gel to combat it. It made my skin uber-sensitive, but my eyebrows were getting stupid, and I disliked plucking, so I went in for a wax. Stupidest idea ever. Even with the cooling gel the beautician put on, the wax still burned the skin around my eyebrows, and I had thick red rings of raw skin for at least a week. I also have a close friend. Oh, so that was one story. Okay. They gave two. This is a second story. So I'm just going to read both. Okay. Unless you wanted to react to that one. No. Finish this and then we'll we'll chat. So second story from the same person. I also have a close friend who went for a bikini wax. The beautician was completely new at this and shudder let the wax cool before attempting to strip it off. In the end, they had to cut the strips and my poor, poor friend apparently ended up with huge purple bruises all around her nether regions for weeks. Needless to say, she massively complained and never ever went back. Oh, man. That's a, that's a rough one. That's a rough. That's like, I know that she said she was. I was gonna say and stuff, but like, bad, but I'm not at all what you're doing, especially when you're working in the intimate areas like that. Yeah, that would hurt. I feel like pain is like amplified when you get a bikini wax. <laughs> yeah, like that. I mean, it's a sensitive area to start. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, and the bruising around it. Mm-hmm. That would be tough. I wonder if she ever got another bikini wax again. I would never. I feel like I would be really I would be scarred. I'd probably try for the next her. person that I went to. I'd be like, so how many years? How many? How long the words? Yeah, I would probably try sugaring, sugaring after that because I don't think you could have the same issue. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know how. Does the sugar harden? I guess it would have just been getting harden. <laughs> Does the sugar harden? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it was left on that long. Mm-mm. But the first one it's was probably two. It sucks when you have sensitive skin to that degree where it's like other cosmetic procedures are just not an option for you or it's not going to be the same reaction. Like I know so many people with really sensitive skin that make doing your eyebrows really tough. And I hate tweezing. Tweezing hurts so bad. Yeah. can't stand it. I know. Same. I will say, though, and this is not necessarily, I'm not trying to blame the esthetician by any means, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is part of the reason why having like a thorough consult sheet is so important because the esthetician probably then would have, like, I'm thinking the esthetician might not have been able to know. I was going to say, I'm not sure. I wonder if she shared because she did say she knew it would be sensitive, but she needed, she really wanted to get so it yeah, done. So you don't know what was being shared during that consultation, but I would hope that the esthetician took the time to be like, yeah, are you? Which she did it? say also stupidest idea ever, which gives me premise to believe the esthetician probably walked her through and was like, because okay. again, this didn't cause any like harm, scarring, or yeah. and damage. It just was but like, was she had like that- raw rings around her eyebrows for a week, which isn't mm-hmm. fun either, so. But I would say that was what I thought of the first one where I was like, oh, that's why a console is like really important. But I wonder if, I mean, I'm not an esthetician, but I wonder like when it comes becomes grounds, like 
if a client is being so pushy and is like, I understand, I understand they're going to be sensitive and it'll be red and whatever. I wonder how, like, what are the grounds where you just say, I am refusing the service? Or, I mean, I know that a lot of the times you need some type of signature or something. So that might be a situation where you're like, okay, I'll do this, but you need to, like, sign that you understand the side effects that you're going to experience. True. On to the next, on to the next one. one. There's there's actually a lot. They're kind of short, but yeah, we're going through them. On to the next one. Let's see. Oh, we have a really good one coming up. Um. Oh, okay. This one. This was another throwaway account. This one. This one gives me the cre- the heebie-jeebies. So once I had a new client come in for a Brazilian, we got her all set up and comfortable on the table. This was her first time getting a Brazilian, so it was a very thorough walkthrough, and everything was going great. She seemed about as comfortable as you could be in the situation, but uh, where did I go? Okay, but when I went to lay the first strip of wax after she got up on the bed, a tick crawled out of her pubes. And she ends it there. I'm like, did you stop the service? What happened next? Could you imagine a tick crawling? Nope. I like, don't even have anything to say. Amen. And she really left us on a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Huh. I mean, my guess is maybe she was like, I can't. I, I feel like I would have to. I would. I mean, I hope she's okay because I mean, I'm crazy about ticks. Because Same. one time I took my dog for a walk and I had never encountered a tick in my life because I am not an outdoorsy girl. So I'm never really in situations. I'm an indoorsy girl. Um, And when I saw the tick, I was like, is that a, is that a tick? What is that? And then I searched my entire house, and I mean, we only found the one, but it was traumatic. Ticks are tricky, though, because they're very common. And they're really hard to kill. Yeah. Very hard to kill. Uh, So this one, trigger warning, I guess, kind of like wounds. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, trigger warning, wounds. Also, disclaimer, um, so this one is from, it was a submission off of a YouTube short from the, like, handle was Boho Med Spa. What is that? The channel. The channel was Boho Med Spa, so there was a disclaimer that this situation did not happen at Boho Med Spa. Okay. One of the estheticians experienced this at a separate spa. Okay. Earlier in their career. Uh, So... It says, the SD horror story that stands out in my mind the most. I was in the spa when I heard a loud crash followed by a scream. I obviously followed the sound and found the esthetician that had all the blood. um, And I found the esthetician and all the blood had drained from out of her face. She was terrified. She looked at me and said, I need your help. I messed up. I proceed to follow her into her room to find a client laying on the bed with a dermaplaning blade in her chin. When we removed the blade, there was a huge gash on her chin, but thankfully nothing scarred. That's bad. That's so bad. She actually, at the end, if you guys go to the Boho Med Spa and like type in like esthetician horror stories, you should be able to find this video. She shows a picture of it. It was bad. Oh, man. I mean, that's rough because we all know how sharp a dermaplaning blade is. And that's exactly why, I mean, in this situation, uh, maybe not the esthetician, but why you shouldn't be doing it at all. <laughs> this isn't a good example of that. Usually it doesn't happen, but. True. That's that's rough. That's scary. Well, because dermaplaning is like very mm-hmm. particular. Like you have to 
you have no way of knowing yeah. correct like isn't it the direction of the hair and you need to it's like sure the angle clean. of the blade yeah. you have to make sure it's clean the angle of the blade it's also i learned this at actually at our face and body because i sat in the dermal planning advanced ed class and there's like a very specific blade you use too because you don't want any of the blades that have like the pointy top for because, a scalp yeah you need to have the ones that have like the rounded top and you're like taking off like a very specific amount of like hair and skin like you shouldn't be doing anything that's going to be yeah well and that was the other thing like a big thing that they talked about in the class for dermaplaning was like if you have a chatty client just be upfront with them and tell them like we when you're like around their mouth area or things that it like matter like if you're working on their forehead fine mm-hmm. but like or again like if you're being really expressive with your brows while you talk like I remember I've got dermaplane a couple times and both times the esthetician said before I'm going to go into the dermaplaning mm-hmm. portion now. This is a silent portion of the treatment. Okay. And then like I lay there silent because I am a very chatty person usually in the treatment room. That's just who I am. Yeah. Until eventually I just fall asleep. I'm sure with special circumstances that that led to that or I would think there is and I hope that that esthetician... It's okay. Yeah. I mean, my best guess is there was a crash. Maybe she, like, tripped. Because you're supposed to get up and move around. And there's so many things around the bed, um, just treatment-wise. So I I could see how it happened, but I hope that both are okay. That one's spooky and sad. That one was spooky and sad and very spooky. Um, okay, this one I accidentally deleted the title, but I remember roughly what it was. Okay. It was, it's, this was from the, this was a throwaway account. So like the account name had already been deleted. So I don't know who it came from. Um, but it was a throwaway account. It was submitted. It was under the AIT. So am I the a-hole subreddit? Um, and the title was roughly something along the lines of, am I the a-hole for refusing to go back to my, or it was something like, am I the a-hole for yelling at um, my esthetician after she put me in harm's way. Okay. So I, female, 32, have been going to my current esthetician regularly and I've never had any issues. This is not at a spa, but more in a treatment room setup she has in her house. She's licensed though and I trust her, trusted her, I guess, I should say. Anyway, we start everything off normal and she likes to have an ambiance setup, which this ambiance includes me- this ambiance includes music, some essential oils and candles. Nothing too crazy. However, when I came in today, her space looked a little more crowded than normal, but I didn't think anything of it and I hopped my merry butt on the bed. <laughs> well, well, while she was moving around getting things during the treatment, she must have knocked one of her candles over. I didn't know anything was happened. I didn't know anything had happened at first, but then we both started to smell it. The candle had tipped over and one of the towels she had was fully on fire at this point. The towel had been behind her, so for anyone wondering, that is why she didn't see it right away either. Anyway, we both jump up and I run out of the room holding the bedsheet to me since I was naked from the waist up. Obviously, I was in a panic and yelled some pretty hurtful things at her. I called her unprofessional and I refused to pay for the service. I know she has been my regular esthetician for a while and I've never had any problems before this, so now I'm wondering if I acted too in the moment and acted too harshly. I've even, I'm even thinking about finding a new esthetician. So am I the a-hole? I mean, if we're asking that question, yes, you are. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, she did not mean to knock over a candle. And I guess you could maybe be like, hey, next time I come in, maybe let's have less candles in the treatment room. But like, she didn't set you on fire on purpose. She was surprised by it too. Exactly. Not like, what? You don't trust her? What did she do? That's what Eggman. I'm curious because she doesn't say how long. She said this was her regular esthetician. She doesn't say how long she's been going there. But like, 
I don't. I will say, if this is not a no enough, don't have yeah real. Get fake ones. Yeah, you can have the ambiance with the fake ones and have the essential oils going zoned in on your treatment. That I do think that it's to have open flames. I mean, if you want to have a candle or two in like a area that's high, well, like a bookshelf high yeah. up away. That but that was definitely dump. an accident. That was like a freak accident that you could have never predicted. And even if it was like she had too many candles, it's not like she like intended for that to happen. No, well, and like I could forgive. To be honest, I would forgive like in the moment, possibly saying something harsh mm-hmm. because that is scary. Again, it didn't sound like the room was on fire. Yeah. Like a towel was That's on fire. Certainly jarring, especially jarring. if you're like you got a sheet on. You might be relaxed and kind of out of it, and then you're brought back with yeah. flames, open flames. Sure. But, I mean, if I was in that situation, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, well, let's get, I mean, maybe I wouldn't have finished my treatment for that day, but I would have been like, hey, I'll come back once everything yeah. is. So, like, I would understand if maybe at the at, in the beginning, if you might have accidentally, like, snapped something harsh, just acting in the moment out of reaction. But to, like, refuse to pay for the service, that's not acting in the moment. That is, like, you made that choice. I bet you that esthetician would not charge her for the service. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, I bet she wasn't even charged yeah. again. I mean, I guess we're making assumptions, but yeah. that story just makes me mad. It's I know. It was like, I was like, <laughs> I think yes. I, I, mean, can't I don't remember, know. but I I think the moderators had removed it, so I don't know if I'm going to see the overall. It caused a little I controversy. Think, I think we're so. coming at it from like a professional's viewpoint, even though we're obviously not estheticians. We're writing and like communicating with estheticians. So maybe if it was like basic consumer, they would be more leaning towards the side of like, well, I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I can't even make an argument for that because I don't know how having a lot of candles is unprofessional. I think she was trying to set a mood. Yeah. You know? I would say just moving forward, just get the flameless one. Mm-hmm. Get like I said. So that's our lesson out of this story. True. Get the flameless one. Amazon has good ones. Make sure you have all of your insurance stuff up to date. Mm-hmm. Out of all these horror stories, we have articles on our website about Toronto. Spa insurance is, <laughs> is real, but I do. So overall vote on this one was that she is the a-hole. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to curse, but that was the overall vote. And then the top comment said, um, you're the a-hole. <laughs> this was clearly an accident. Oh, she kind of said what I said. This was clearly an accident. It's understandable to possibly have some harsh words in the heat of the moment. But you definitely should have apologized and you absolutely should have still paid for your service, depending on how far through you were with it, if she completed the service afterward. And then there were a couple questions. Some people asked, like, what was the fallout after? Did you leave right away? Did she finish the service? Yeah, we need what was her reaction? Um, but then I feel like something like more had to have happened for her to not trust her. Because I mean, like she not trust accidents. Yeah, she was like, I can't like predict like a that. Gross overreaction. Maybe need some, yeah, more information or it's just plain and simple and that person's dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Which, again, I understand that, like, you're kind of vulnerable when you go to the spa and you're going for a relaxing time and, like, this accident happened. But, like, it's an accident. I don't know, like, even some of the stuff she said, like, and I trust her, trusted her, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's really dramatic. Really. She accidentally let it. It's not, not enough. She lit a towel on fire, and, oh. or it's not like she like told you. Like I could understand losing trust for an esthetician if like they had you be their guinea pig, but didn't tell you you were being the yeah. guinea pig of something. You know, like that's where I would probably draw the line and be like, then mm-hmm. I've lost trust for that. But like, 
Like, scary, yes. Yeah. She didn't mean for it to happen. But, like, it was an accident. I say you are the This wasn't babe. arson. This wasn't arson. <laughs> Next. The uncomfortable situation between a man and a mm-hmm. woman. Um, feelings of not being safe around a man. Okay. So, and another huge one, but service wasn't rendered. I was 18, working at my first salon alone. It was this huge place in a really good area, but new, so business was slow. This guy steps in wearing a super nice suit and asks for a bath wax. I have him step into the wax room, ask him to remove his coat and shirt, and lay down, facing down. I go to grab some towels as extra precaution to lay over his butt so his pants aren't ruined. Come back to see him naked, and he's asking for a Brazilian wax. Caught off guard, I just kind of stand there before realizing what a situation I'm in. I have no experience in that, and it's not a service we provide for men. I try to explain that to him and ask him to dress, and he tells me it's not a hard thing to learn to pra- and to practice on him. At this point, I'm freaking out. I still have an advantage point of running out the front door as he's butt naked and we had two security guards for the plaza, but the situation kind of locks my legs together. I don't even remember how, but he eventually listens and dresses and leaves. It kind of taught me about the risk of working alone in a building where I'd need to take clients into a room in the back. I made friends with the security guard that day and got his number in case I ever did need him to step in. Okay. That's like a true horror story. That's like and like real life horror story. And I feel like she took, like, all the precautions that she needed to. And sometimes it does take an experience like that to realize that it you're not always in the safest of positions yeah. when you are working exclusively with one person behind closed doors. Um, I don't know the intentions of that man. It doesn't sound like they were, they yeah, were good. Thankfully, he just got up and uh-huh. left eventually. Um I would love that. Yeah, I'm glad. I think the reason I really wanted to share this story was for a couple of reasons. One, I would not say to ever like turn away a male client mm-hmm. because he's a male client and you're going to yeah. be doing an intimate waxing like, service. For sure, turn away a client by saying, I'm not, I don't have the training to do a yeah. Brazilian wax on. You could do that. Or if you are like, want to take precautions, just make sure like if you are taking male clients, it's when you're not alone in the studio when you have other people around, when, you know, it's a busier time of the day. Like, those are kind of precautions yeah. you can take. Um, I know that you can miss out on a lot of business because there are genuine, like, generally oh, good guys sure. who actually just want these services. Uh-huh. Um, so I know that it's, like, not, I wouldn't say, like, I didn't want to put this out there to be, like, don't do this. Don't do this. It's yeah. scary and men are horrible. That's not the intention behind this at all. Just I liked that afterwards she kind of acknowledged that she didn't realize the situation she was in at first. And then the steps she took afterward were really yeah. great in terms of getting the security guard's number. And she was definitely it, like, lucky to have a security guard. Yeah. If you're not in the same position and you work in a spa space that has other colleagues and stuff, like maybe just letting them know when, I, I don't know, have the contact information yeah. of your colleagues. Like she said, do it during a busy time to where you're truly not alone. Yeah. Which I feel like can stand for any situation, man or woman. It's never a bad thing to have someone know your whereabouts or to know who you would call in a, if a situation went the wrong way. A hundred percent. And yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, also, she was bamboozled because he came in for a back wax and then mm-hmm. obviously changed gears well, and real quick. That's there. why I'm like, I'm not sure of his intentions because mm-hmm. I am i don't know why that would have switched and he would have just made that executive decision. But... 
we don't have all the information. We don't have all the information, but yeah. So at the end of the day, I guess you are going to know your boundaries best. So just listen to your gut and listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. But I did like, I thought the steps she took after were really like responsible and really smart in terms of like getting security guards number and like, you know, being more aware of her surroundings and stuff like that. So, but that was an actual scary story. Yeah. That was actual horror. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So we now, I have like, skincare horror stories which are much shorter and it's much more like all right kind of stupid or crazy things people have done to their skin uh so the first one is i work at a popular beauty oh sorry uh this is from the reddit thread skincare addictions and it was under this like title of skincare horror stories and this first one is from wizard of oz land uh so it says i worked at a popular beauty retailer and i had a guest come in complaining that her skin is always super dry and she wanted something to fix it well after some investigating she hits me with well i wash and tone my face two times a day with rubbing alcohol rubbing alcohol she was in her early 30s but looked late 50s to be honest because of the deep wrinkles caused by the lack of hydration i tried to get her into a gentle cleanser and moisturizer but she claimed rubbing alcohol was the only thing that didn't break her out So I told her that if she wasn't willing to change the aspect of her routine, there wasn't much I could do to fix the dry skin. She wasn't too pleased, and that one still hurts my soul to think about even two years later. My mouth is open. Rubbing alcohol. I don't know. I don't. Did she just, oh, let's try this. Also, maybe it's not breaking you out. I know. Well, like alcohol on your face. That's crazy. Also, how do you know that's the only thing that doesn't break you out? Like, did you, what? There, there are so many questions. So many. That's insane. Like, it blows my mind that you could think that's good for you. But that shows you the misinformation or misunderstanding that is amongst general consumers who are not going to an esthetician because it's so true. I, I hope that she found a solution and she doesn't do that anymore and that her 30 year old skin goes back to looking like she's 30, 30 and not 50. <laughs> yeah, which is also just, like, devastating. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this person... I mean, that's delusional. That's delusional. delusional. And this person did what they could. They're like, listen, if you're not going to... Yeah, we not just rubbing alcohol. I I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries. Okay, so next story. This is under the same subreddit, and it's from Ask Me About Sprinkles. Uh, So this one says, it's not that bad, but sometimes I think about it. I grew up in a very tropical, sunny country when I was a kid, and I met this new girl at our street. Uh, We played for not so long when she told me that she wanted to play making perfume. So this one's not necessarily skin, but beauty. That's beauty. So I remember thinking she was a little weird and came up with that too fast, but went with it. So she gets limes. Like she's made perfume before. (laughs) Like she's she's a professional perfumer. She came up with that really fast. But so she gets limes and squeezes them inside the small glass bottle. She said, it's for you. And I was so naive and happy about that. She then told me to put uh, put it on my arms, back, neck, everywhere. My mom opens the door at our house and tell and I tell her innocently that this girl made me a lime perfume for me. And my mom freaks out and tells me that the girl is dangerous and that she will burn my skin under the sun. I have seen lime burns before, so thanks, mom. Also, this girl still freaks me out, and I never saw her again. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there because so I only just learned that, like, citrus can cause burns in the summertime. Same. So do I know if that girl was planning to harm the other one? 
or if maybe she was just thinking this is like a fruit that creates juice and we can put it in a thing. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's calculated or not, but if it is, that's crazy. She's like, hey, let's just get some third degree burn. <laughs> let's do this together. It's fun. But I know I was thinking the same thing because this doesn't have ages in it. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like when I was like seven, eight, nine, I would literally like make uh-huh. like grass salad. Like easy you know to eat. Yeah. And like I've like, never had a grass salad. So it was, it's like. It's <laughs> Is that good? No. <laughs> but we would basically, like, me and my sisters would just pick up a bunch of stuff around the yard, like grass, leaves, yeah, eggs, put it on. dandelions were our favorite. And we would, like, throw them in, make a salad, and pretend to eat it, and yeah. then dump it out of the bowl. And then, you know what I mean? You like, know, like, there was no rising behind playing. it. And it, that's what I was thinking. Like, my question is, where'd you get the bottle and the limes? Like, how was she yeah. so prepared to make her Maybe food? that there is, like, something behind that. The crazy yeah. part is that she never saw her again. Yeah. Where'd she well, go? Mom was like... No, probably. She was like, see her again. Get out of here. But I think the mom also was, like, a little, a little dramatic, for sure. She was like, never talk to her. I mean, she didn't try to hurt you. Like, it was... Maybe we don't have information where they did have a chat with the little girl and she knew that information and stuff. But I'm just telling you, I'm 27 and I just found out that yeah. citrus causes burns. So I, think, I was going to say, I think I learned... I learned it from TikTok. Pretty recently from TikTok, too, yeah. actually, because I grew up in the era of, like, putting it on your hair. I was going to say, like, we have we did that. Or, like, even there was that whole thing growing up, I remember, was Lindsay Lohan using lime to get rid of her freckles. And it was huge. And, like, everyone was like, she was just burning it right off her face. I know. So, like, I was kind of like, I, I only learned recently that that was all, like, yeah, so faux myths and to not do it. True horror story if she had intentions by behind it. Creepy. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this next story is from the subreddit, The Girl Survival Guide, uh, and it, the person who submitted it is Mostly Harmless XO. I'm pretty sure this had the same, like, skincare horror stories was, like, the thread of it. And then so Mostly Harmless XO submitted and said, I waxed my upper lip a day before I had to give a presentation to a college class. I did it 24 hours before just to be extra safe that any pinkness would be gone by the time of the class. I forgot I was on Accutane. I ripped off the entire skin layer, leaving behind that. Forget that. I know. How did you forget That's you were on the biggest thing you should be remembering. Oh, like, no, boy. You actually had to remember. I ripped off the entire skin layer, leaving behind that pink, shiny underflesh in the shape of a mustache. It hurt beyond any waxing description I can give, and I just looked in the mirror at the bright, fresh, raw flesh. Like, she knew she... She messed up. Yeah, so she pulled that. Remaining, and I knew I was screwed. It did heal eventually. Not for her presentation. But not in time for that presentation. Uh-uh. That was like, tough. Because I feel like if you've probably been on Accutane for a while, you're, like, used to certain things, but then maybe it just becomes second nature, and you forget that you can't do certain things because of how harsh it is. And I feel for anybody on Accutane because there's so many things that yeah. you need to keep in mind. But that's rough. There's, like... I would do a little post it in your bed. You're on Accutane. Don't wax my lips. Don't wax my lips. Like a little post is just a mirror. You just are on Accutane. Don't wax your lips. Don't forget. But I don't, there are a few, there are like very few things that give me the like actual heebie jeebies and like anything that comes from like ripping off flesh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess me the creepy crawl. I see where you're feeling that. Yeah. Um, so this is from the Where Is My Burrito. Okay, love it. at this. And they said, when I just started out in cosmetology school, we had to give each other facials. Started out fine, told my partner I had sensitive skin, so she asked the instructor what products to use. 
She said to use her personal stash she brought in. Fast forward to my face feeling like it was on fire and beat red when I got up to look. Turned out I had a reaction to her expired proactive moisturizer and had walked around the rest of the day with the entire school asking, oh my God, are you okay? What's wrong with your face? Okay, the true horror of that is that instructor. Yeah. Because she's using proactive and... She's, it's expired. That's what I'm saying. First of all, that are we teaching here? We're not teaching good practices. I can tell you that. Like, what was that instructor? Pro, first of all, proactive. I do want to know, though, like, because we all know proactive. Like, I fell asleep to proactive commercials, basically. Yeah. But, like, when it was newly launched, like, did estheticians know from the get-go that that was, like, a no-go? I wonder. Because I, I don't know if it was, like, because I would assume that it's professionally sold, or maybe it is. I I don't oh have that information, so I'm like maybe that was something that they were using. I have heard from other estheticians that when it like first came out, they had they it put it like, at their back bar. Well, it. I mean, I'm not gonna compare it to Face Reality, but that was like the acne company. Yeah, you know, obviously so, product wise, not even not even compare. But the the like uh. The popularity and like reach that faceality yeah. has is like they're the acne brand, you know. Yeah, I would have. So uh, I'm I'm wondering if that it was used in like if that's a how professional setting. I wonder if Proactive came out now if it would have been an MLM. Who I is that well, weird? We should look into that. <laughs> I'm curious if that's what it would have. You know what we're doing when we get done with this episode. <laughs> I'm like curious if that's where it would have gone, but but yeah, no. So that's. And I personally, I am someone I have experienced my own spa horror story just once. I've had nothing but pleasant spa experience except one time. And she like triple exfoliated me. I had really bad cystic acne. Um, and the, I was just having a particularly bad breakout. And she like triple exfoliated me and tried to do extractions. But with cystic acne, you can't do yeah. extractions like the same way. Anyway, so she literally did like um like resurfacing peel pads like on my face and she did a manual exfoliant and then she did it with like a like a manual exfoliant like scrub and then she also later in the same treatment used like one of those clarisonic brush things uh-huh. um so my skin was like inflamed angry. inflamed angry raw so so raw and just red and we had a face and body show the next day oh. so i'm walking around to the booths and everybody i've never in my life you guys have my back. I'll say that much. At Face and Body, <laughs> you guys got my back because all of you guys were giving me all the calming products yeah. I had, which I used graciously and heavily because I needed it. I go definitely not a bad place for you to be after that because I'm sure that helped with it a bit. Yeah, true. But so, yeah. But so just like the, I just, I feel for her, especially because just walking around with your face all like red and hurt and just like, it's hurt. like, it's hard. That's a rough one. But okay, so next one is this the last? Oh, one? this is the last one. I do have like one kind of palette cleanser, but these ones weren't that bad. So, no, I think we're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this will be the last one. This is from uh, Decaf Grace. I was prescribed tretinoin 005 percent and benzoyl per- and benzoyl peroxide as a spot treatment for my acne. I did not know that you had to ease skin into these products, how drying they could be, or that they could react badly together. I applied both every day. No prescribed those at the same time. That's what I'm thinking. Tretinoin is like one of the most harsh. I mean, I've heard it compared to Accutane. Yeah, same. I That's exactly what I was thinking. I, was thinking. I actually just, I follow a girl 
who's on tretinoin and is moving to Accutane because the tretinoin is like too much for her skin, which I don't know the science behind that. I know she, it's a TikToker and she has a dermatologist. Yeah. And, and we all know, honestly, yeah, but that's crazy to be on both at the same time. At the same time. So anyway, uh, I applied both every day, no buffer. And even though one was a spot treatment, I was very generous on what a spot was. I'm too. I'm very, yeah, I'm definitely guilty. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, if I have one, right, it's this whole, yeah, all of it, all the way up to my ear. Um, So anyway, uh, I was very generous on what a spot was and basically covered most of my face. After two days, I was fine until on day three, my skin started to burn and become red. Cue two weeks of recovering from burning red scaly skin on my face and neck. It was like I had given myself an accidental chemical peel, but without the beneficial results. Never again. I know. It just should have been at least like, hey, these are really strong products. So if we're giving them to you at the same time, this is the use for this and this is the use for this. It shouldn't have just like given where was no information. That one is a true horror story. That one is a true horror story because that was I feel like for that one, that's the scariest for me because a lot of the skincare ones were people just doing stupid mm-hmm. like I've done stupid things. I've cut open an Advil liquid yeah. tablet and then put it on my skin and burned myself. I've all put toothpaste on I've a pimple. I've put toothpaste on a pimple. I've, you know, I've done the stupid things. I actually looked up because I watched Miss Congeniality the other day and there's that part where he hands her hemorrhoid cream and she goes, do you really think the judges will be looking that close? And he goes, it's for the baggies under your eyes. And I Googled it if that was actually a thing and it said, no, that's actually really dangerous to do. And I was like, how many people do you think watched that movie? I mean... And then immediately was like, I'm going to try that. And then it didn't go well. Like, so I, that's what most skincare stories are for me. This one, I think, is a true horror story because it was like, she obviously prescribed to her, yeah, from a professional of some sort, whether it was a doctor or a I do say too, I'm not sure how long ago this was, but I feel like people don't throw out like tretinoin and like those like products as lightly as they used to. Yeah. I think that there's more solutions for acne and different approaches that you can take to where it's not just like here's accutane yeah you know no i definitely agree with that and that's spooky season that that was our spooky horror stories i loved that that was kind of fun that was different like reading the different stories and so i'm kind of like throwing around the idea of doing another episode where we're that like am i the a-hole yeah doing much more of like spa related no yeah if you would be interested or if you have like questions or situations that you'd like to submit like through social media or anything like we would love that yeah or you guys like email us if you guys have any kind of stories of like a did i handle the situation i was i in the wrong were they in the wrong we would love to share your guys' no. write-ins, too. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to provide you any answers. True. <laughs> but it would be really fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll do our best. <laughs> depending, depending on the stories, we'll do our best to see if we can. But, yeah, that is... That's this episode. The 13th episode. 13th. It's happened. Happy spooky season. I love it. That was creepy, probably. Oh, I'm going to say happy peel season on the way out. May you make lots of money. <laughs> May you make lots of money. But well, that's another episode. Yeah. So happy spooky season, guys. Don't forget to please follow, like, subscribe, listen, download, do all the things. We love making these episodes for you guys. So far, they have been very well received. So we're glad to see that you guys like them. But we always want to hear from you, see what you're interested in. 
what you would like us to talk more about, all of that stuff, please do not hesitate to give us your feedback. But yeah, so happy spooky season, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we will. Bye, Esty Besties. Bye.